Well, I've titled today's message, This Little Light of Mine. This Little Light of Mine. How many of you grew up singing this little song, This Little Light of Mine? Come on, just raise your hands across all locations. You grew up singing this song. Yeah, the, the song goes like this. Come on, would you help me? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. In another life, I used to lead the choir back in the day. I'm just, okay, I cannot sing. Praise the Lord. A version of this song is actually... In the Bible, Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 says this, You, talking about Christians, are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl, hide it. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. You see, if you're a follower of Jesus, God says that you have the responsibility to let your light shine. In other words, we have to find ways to to let people know that we follow Jesus. How do we best let our light shine? How do we share Jesus with our friends and with our family? How do we invite people to church for Easter and for back to the movies? Before I answer these very important questions, let's first look at some non- not at all effective ways to shine your light. How many know there's some not good ways to shine your light? Check out this video. Hey, God bless you guys. Barista, what's going on? God bless you. Hey, how's it going, man? I want the normal, my usual. Yeah, actually, we have a couple girls in line already. If I could just get you to move to the back, and I'll help you as soon as I'm done with that. Sorry about that. Last week first, first will be last. Dude, do you go to church at all? Do you go to church at all? So do you go to church at all? Hey, is this seat open? Hey, is this seat available? Uh, Dude, I just want to knock out some devos real quick. I spent some time with Jesus. I woke up kind of late this morning. Yeah, come on, let's go to her. Let's go to her. Let me sit down. I just want to share something from God's word. He hit me up in my devos this morning. And I was like, I got to share this. Genesis 1, 1. Thirsty, huh? Getting some water? Yeah. Yeah, I know the living water. I was noticing that you're drawing some stuff over here. Back before when I wasn't a Christian, I, I was making so much money as a graphic designer. You been born again? You've been born again? Born again? And you need to quit walking in the flesh. I mean, obviously you don't really know God, your tattoos, and you know, in your ear and stuff. If you don't start out the day by just bathing yourself in prayer, the day doesn't even go that well. You're not realizing that there is a God. He sent Jesus to die for you. Why don't you see that? And in chapter 28 of Deuteronomy, I just would go to these crazy parties. It was crazy. Well, I mean, just cash, like crazy, but, uh, but I've left all that behind. Now I'm a Christian. You can't live life without God. He's not real. He's here. I can't yes, see him. Yes, he is. I'm just not getting through to you. God I can't is real. Touch him. Yeah, you can't touch Africa, but Africa exists. I just have to say, I'm blessed. Too blessed to be stressed by the devil's mess. What's holding you back from committing your life to Jesus Christ? I it's probably the sin in your life is what's going on. <laughs> scared? Hell is scary. Why don't you look at that girl? Look at her. She's gonna die. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. She's gonna die. If you're gonna die. Where do you think you would go? Man, that sounded hot. 
I wonder how hot hell is. Hopefully you don't go there. Oh, this is good. The New Testament is so just applicable. Have you guys noticed this? Hey, you gotta be washed by the blood of the lamb. I mean, so that you are justified, sanctified, future glorified. I mean, this is amazing. You gotta come out. Do you drive a Volkswagen? Yeah, yeah, I do. But regardless, man, you gotta come to church. Hey, remember what I said? Hell, scary. There are some non-effective ways to let your light shine. And what I want to do for the next few moments is I want to give you four effective ways to let your light shine. And, and the master at sharing faith was Jesus. Jesus modeled for us how we can effectively share our faith. Here's what I know at all of our locations. All of you have family members and loved ones and friends that you want to see come to faith in Christ that you want to spend eternity with in heaven. And in this season, how do we effectively let our light shine? There's a story in the Bible that I want us to examine today where Jesus teaches us how to share our faith in an effective way. Luke chapter 19, I'm going to begin reading in verse number one. We're going to go verse by verse. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. And Zacchaeus was actually considered one of the worst sinners of his day. The Bible says, verse 3, he wanted to see who Jesus was. This lost man far from God wanted to see who Jesus was. And, and I believe this, that there are a lot of people, even your friends and family, who are far from God, who actually do want to see who Jesus is. They actually do have a spiritual hunger in their heart, even though they don't know the Lord. It goes on to say, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. And the first way to let your light shine is this, slow down and recognize people need the Lord. Slow down and recognize people need the Lord. We, we notice this in, in the very next verse, Luke 19, verse 5. Let, let's look at it together. When Jesus reached the spot, this is the spot where Zacchaeus was. And Zacchaeus was, was in a tree. It says this, he looked up, Jesus looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Now, now, now Zacchaeus was not on Jesus' scheduled agenda. Jesus was busy like all of us are. But he slowed down. He recognized. He looked around and noticed a man who needed salvation. And friends, if we're going to effectively let our light shine, we have to slow down, look around, and recognize that every single day we encounter people who need to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Every day we come in contact with people that are hurting, they're wounded, they're lost, they're confused, they're trapped in sin. But because we can get so busy with the hustle and bustle of life, we don't even recognize oftentimes. We don't even recognize as we go through life, family members and co-workers and people at our school who who desperately need Jesus. 
Here's what I want you to do. Would you do this with me? Here's an assignment for you this week. This week, here's what I'm asking you to do. Would you have a new awareness when you go to work, when you go to school, when you go to the neighborhood, when you go to your home, would you begin to stop and just begin to recognize how many people need the Lord? How many people that you're in contact with all the time who need the Lord? And they're looking for love in all the wrong places. They're, 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 they're seeking and searching for answers. And, and you and I, we really do know that Jesus is the answer. Jesus is uh, the hope. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. We have something that, that we know that satisfies the soul, not only now, but for all of eternity. His name is Jesus. But you know what we have to do? We actually have to stop and and, and look around and recognize there are people who do not know the Lord. And then, and then here's what we have to do. we got to begin to pray. As you stop this week, as you're at work, as you're at home, as you're in the neighborhood, as you're at school, and you recognize, man, you're looking for love in all the wrong places. Uh, what, you really, what you're really looking for is Jesus. Would you begin to pray for people to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ? Friends, can I tell you there's power in prayer? I said, there's power in prayer. I said, there's power in prayer. Come on, would you really begin to pray? Listen, if you're going to effectively let your light shine, the first key is you have to stop, look around, and recognize how many people you come in contact with really need the Lord and begin to pray. Number two is this. There's a, a second effective way to let your light shine that Jesus teaches us, and that is make a connection. Make a connection. Notice in Luke chapter 19, let's look at verse 5 and verse 6. It says, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once, Zacchaeus did, and welcomed him gladly. I want you to notice when Jesus recognized this man did not know God, he didn't grab a megaphone and say, you sinner, I need to come to your home for dinner. He didn't say that. He didn't say, you're going to hate you because you failed. He didn't do that. He did, he, did not, he did not do that. Jesus made a connection with Zach. Jesus went to Zach's home and he ate with him. He ate with his family. He ate with his friends. Matter of fact, Zacchaeus had a positive interaction with Jesus. It was a positive encounter. And what I want to do, because I, I know this, I know you want to see your friends and your family members and co-workers and people at your school come to know Jesus. Uh, let me just share some practical ways you can make a connection with people who need the Lord. Just some practical ways. Here, here's just some real practical ways. Maybe you're at work or at school. Grab lunch with somebody that doesn't know the Lord. Maybe there's a, a group of people and just, just grab lunch and get to know them. Just, just talk. Grab a cup of coffee. Maybe it's with a family member who doesn't know the Lord. And you're like, I don't want to be around them. They don't know Jesus. No, be around them. Eat a meal with them. Invite them over. They might steal some. Keep a close eye on them, but invite them over. Come on, somebody. Invite them on over. and Spend some time and, and talk. Here's a way, this sounds super spiritual, but it's really not. You know, maybe you have a Bible you can put on your desk at work, or maybe your favorite scripture verse you can have on a, in a plaque or a picture that's just on your desk, or a people's church coffee mug or a pen. And these are just conversation starters when people are at your desk and, hey, you got a Bible, huh? You go, to, you go to church, you believe that? 
just, it's just a way to just to begin to have a conversation. Some people don't even know that you're a Christian. Maybe, maybe once a week you just tweet out or Instagram out a verse, social media, and just put a Bible verse up. People now know that you identify yourself with Christ, that, that, that you live for the Lord, and now it's a good conversation starter. You, I saw you put a Bible verse up, and it's a good conversation starter. And you know when somebody's struggling, just let them know, hey, I'm, I'm praying for you. That's all you have to say. Hey, pray. And now there's just a spiritual component. And next thing you know, you, they're going through a difficult time, and they come to you and say, you know, you said you were praying for me, and I was wondering. And they start asking questions about, about spiritual things. And now it's just a, just, a, just a way to create a connection with people. And, and here's two connection keys. As you're, as you're looking to connect with family and friends to, to help them come to know Jesus, here's two, two connection keys. Number one is be likable. The guy in the video was not likable. Some of y'all are just like him, and you don't even know it. Don't nobody want to hear about Jesus from you because you're just not likable. Be, be likable. Be nice. Here's the second one is, is be normal. Be no- Some of y'all are weird. Just no- be normal. The Holy Ghost, Jesus, fire. No, no, no. Be normal. Use everyday language. When you connect with people, be likable. Be normal. Tell the truth, Pastor. I'm trying to. Hey, man, I want to help you win your friends and family to Jesus. Number three is this. Number three is this. Four effective ways to let your light shine. Number three is watch out for your inner Pharisee. Watch out for your inner Pharisee. Here's what the Scripture says in Luke chapter 19, verse 7. All the people saw this and began to mutter, complain. He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. If you're not familiar with the, the Bible, the New Testament, there, there were a group of people called the Pharisees and also called the Sadducees, and they were the religious people of the day. And they were always complaining about Jesus hanging around sinners because Jesus liked to hang around people who were far from God. And they, they were always judging Jesus and judging the sinner. They, they, they just were always judging. And, and friends, what we have to understand is you will not be effective in letting your light shine when you're constantly judging people who do not know the Lord. When you're judging people who are far from God, don't judge love. Don't be judging, be loving. The, the, don't expect people who don't know Jesus to live for Jesus. Come on, some of y'all know Jesus and don't live for Jesus. <laughs> Pastor, you mentally, I'm backing up now. I'm backing back up. I'm backing up. I'm just saying, all right? And then we have this expectation for people who don't know the Lord to all of a sudden be living for the Lord and to have our values. No, 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 no. It's okay not to be okay. Don't, don't judge Listen, when people far from God show up to people's church on Easter weekend and for back to the movies, don't judge. Can't believe what you're wearing. No, no, don't judge. Did you just cuss? Did you just in church? They don't know the Lord. Come on, we're going to have people here cussing, fussing, acting crazy. Come on in. This is a hospital. You're welcome. It's okay not to be okay. You don't know churchy words. They don't, know. they don't know. They don't know when to stand up and sit down. We confuse them in church. Stand up, sit down, raise their hands, sit, stand, clap. What do I do next? 
turn around. What y'all want me to do? They don't know. Don't, don't judge love. Don't be a know-it-all. Be humble. Sometimes Christians can be a know-it-all. Like, like we have all the answers. We know everything. No, we don't know everything. Jesus is not intimidated by people's questions. People have questions. They don't, I don't have all the answers. I mean, I know Jesus is my Lord and Savior, but I can't. I don't know all the answers. Don't, don't be a know-it-all. Don't try to force Jesus on people. Get saved. In my devotional time, the Lord said, lead people to Jesus. Don't force them to Jesus. Come on, that's, lead them to Jesus. Truth is not a statement. It's a person named Jesus. I'm going to say that again because some of y'all, I got truth. Truth is not a statement. Truth is a person named Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the truth. So I'm just trying to lead people to the truth, and, and his name is Jesus. Don't just talk, listen. Don't just talk, listen. I'm just trying to tell you ways to, to make, a, make a connection and to, to watch out for your inner Pharisee. Don't just talk, listen. Every person has a story. Every person has a journey. People believe what they believe for a reason. Take time to listen to them. Take time to listen to their journey and their story. Listen, you cannot win people to the Lord by talking to them from where you are. You have to talk to them from where they are. And you have to take time to hear their story and just their journey and find out where they are so that you can connect. Don't be a Pharisee. Jesus loved Zach right where he was. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, watch out for that Pharisee. Come on, tell them, watch out. Watch out for the Pharisee. Watch out. Number four, number four, number four. I want to spend the remainder of my time here because this is a very important point. Church, don't miss this point. If you want to effectively let your light shine, go on a spiritual journey with someone. I'm going to unpack that for you. Go on a spiritual journey with someone. Here's what the Bible says back in Luke chapter 19, that next verse, verse 8. It says, but Zacchaeus stood up and said, look, said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. And then I love this verse. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Salvation came to Zacchaeus' home because Jesus went on a journey with him. Jesus slowed down. He recognized the man who needed the Lord. Jesus went to his house, ate, hung out. Jesus went on a journey with this man until salvation came to his home. And here's what I want to do. I, I want to just share with you just really quickly some journeying lessons from Jesus that can help you reach your friends and family for Christ. Some, he went on a journey with them, just some journeying lessons from Jesus that can help you reach your friends and family for Christ. Number one is this, initiate an invitation. Initiate an invitation. Let me remind you what the Bible says. The Bible says Jesus stopped. Check this out, church. He stopped 
He looked up and Zacchaeus was in a tree, and the Bible says Jesus invited himself over to Zacchaeus' home. He initiated an invitation. Now, now let me say something very, very important, church. Don't you go invite yourself over to somebody else's home, okay? Just, that's what Jesus did. He could get away with that. Don't be open to nobody talking about what you got for dinner tonight. I think me and my family might come over. Don't you do that. That's what Jesus did. So you don't need to do that same thing. So, but we can, we can extract a principle from, from Jesus right here. And the principle is this. What, what we learn from Jesus is you have to initiate an invitation. Jesus didn't say, well, you know, he needs, he needs, to, needs to know the Lord. And I'm just going to just say a prayer and that's it. No, he initiated an invitation. And there are multiple ways to invite someone to church, especially in our culture today. Like back in the day, there was no social media. Today, you can use social media. And matter of fact, tomorrow on our People's Church Facebook pages, we're going to be, we're going to social media out. We're going to put the Easterland video up and, and let, let the community in Oklahoma City area and Indianapolis know about Easterland. And listen, you put that on your page. You, you share it with all of your friends several times. And you can tweet and Instagram out uh, an invitation to someone. Just, just get the word out about, about Easter. Or here's what I want to encourage you to do. Immediately following the service today, text someone an invite. Just text some people. Hey, would you c- come to church with me on Easter? And j- just text out an invite. And even with the power of social media today, Statistics say that the number one way that people come to church is through a personal invitation. That's the number one way, a a personal invitation. That's why we give you tools like invite cards when you leave out so that you'll have a tool to personally invite someone. Because a lot of people are like Zacchaeus. Here's what I want you to grasp. A lot of people are like like Zacchaeus. They have a hunger in their heart. They're far from God, but yet they have this something in their heart that says, I want to see who Jesus is. And they would come to church if they were just invited. To Thomas Rayner, and you can visit his website, I believe it's tomrainer.com or .org, and he has some interesting statistics about the unchurched and, and, and church people. And he's done a lot of research, and in his research, he discovered that 82% of people who do not go to church would go to church on just a normal, regular Sunday if someone personally invited them. And then on Easter and Christmas, it goes way up. 96% of unchurched people would go to church on Easter or Christmas if someone just personally invited them. And, and, and the statistic that was heartbreaking for me was this, that, that 98% of Christians who go to church never invite an unchurched person to church with them. 98%. Matter, matter of fact, this was pretty alarming to me. About 80% of Christians never invite anyone, or, or somebody looking for a church or, or another Christian. They just never invite anyone to church. But 98% never even invite an unchurched person to church. And so, so, so there's, there's 96% of people in, in Oklahoma City metro area in Indianapolis that says, you know, I don't know the Lord. I don't go to church, but I would 
if somebody invited me. And then the problem is that there's 98% of Christians that won't invite. So only 2% will actually invite someone. And so, and so there's this gap. People want to know the Lord. They're curious about spiritual things. They're curious about Jesus. But, 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 but nobody will let their light shine. Nobody will invite. People got their light covered up in a bowl. And friends, can I tell you, one invite can change somebody's life. One invite can change the course and their destiny, their family. One invite. I could tell you story after story after story here at People's Church because somebody was invited, even on Easter. Their life was changed. They're serving God, their family serving God because somebody invited them. Everybody say, what if? Come on, say it like you mean it. Say, what if? You see, the problem is that we get focused on the wrong what if. We, we don't let our lights shine. We don't invite because we're focused on the wrong what if. What if they say no? What if they make fun of me? What if they don't like the church? Wrong what if. Here's, here's, the, here's the question. Here's the right what if. What if they say yes? What if they come to church? What if they give their life to Jesus? What if they start coming to church every week? What if their entire family starts serving the Lord just because you invited? What if? And we've got to focus on the right what if. And somebody would say, well, pastor, how do I invite somebody to church? I'm not exactly sure. I'm a little intimidated. It's really easy. It's really easy. Here's how. Take one of those invite cards and, and walk up to a friend, a family member, and say, hey, would you love to go to church with me on, on Easter? I'd love for you to come with me. I think you'll really enjoy it. They have children say, you know what? Your children will love it. We have this, this one, one weekend theme park, and this, this is going to be fun, and, and games, and Easter egg hunt, and rides, and your kids will love it. Would, would you come with me and hand them an invite card? I'm telling you, that's all it takes. You don't have to know the whole Bible. You don't have to quote Scripture. You don't have to say, would you like to be justified, sanctified, and glorified? It doesn't take any of that. Matter of fact, don't say that, please. It's really simple to invite someone. N -n -n Number two is this. We're talking about going on a journey. Number one is initiate an invitation. Number two is this, commit time to journey with someone. Commit time to journey with someone. This is key. Listen, some of you have friends, you have family members, you have people at your school, at your workplace. You want to see them come to know the Lord. This could be the key right here. You have to be willing to invest some time to journey with someone. Jesus went on a journey with Zach. He actually took time out of his busy schedule to go to his home, to go on a journey with him. He ate with him until salvation came to his house. Now, obviously, Jesus did not have time to meet with everybody, but he could take time for somebody. And you don't have time to journey with everybody. But what I'm asking you to do, during the most evangelistic season ever in our church, is will you take time to journey with someone? You can't do it for everyone. You can invite a lot of people, but would you take time to at least journey with one person this Easter season? Let me talk to you about what it looks like to journey with someone. So, so you invited them to church. Here's what it looks like. Jesus went on a journey, went to his house, ate with him. Here's what it looks like to journey with someone. Nail down the service time 
that they want to attend Easter weekend. And just lock it in with them. Hey, what time would you like to go? And then when they, they tell you the time and say, you know what, I'll, I'll meet you there. I'll meet you at church. I've got several locations. What's okay? This one's closer to you. I'll meet you there. And, and then tell them what time you'll meet. Let's, let's get there 15 minutes early. Here's, here's where I will meet you. And tell them exactly where you'll meet them. And then, and then help them if they have children, check in their children. Don't go, hey, the kids check in somewhere over there. Don't do, don't do that. Go on a journey. Help them check in their children. And then show them around the building. I'm telling you, it's, it's intimidating being somewhere new. Where's the bathroom? Where do I go? Walk with them. Go on a journey. Show them where the building, show them the, where the restrooms are. Show them where the coffee is. And then sit with them. Sit in the service with them. You're going on a journey. If you're not serving, that, right after that service, you're not on the dream team right after that service, go with them and, and help them pick up their children. Go out to Easterland with them and, and help them get connected and, and have fun and, and, then, and invite them back the next week and do the same steps again. Hey, what time would you, you want to come next week? What time? We're doing a series back to the movies. Would you, you want to come and invite them back and nail down the time and, and meet them again? And then I want to encourage you, invite them to first step. Hey, you want to learn more about the church and kind of learn more about Christianity? And I'd love to go to first step with you. And it's, it starts the week after Easter. And he said, well, Pastor, I've already been to first step, but this is not about you. Go again with them. Can I tell you, you'll never view people's church in the right lens until you bring somebody who does not know the Lord with you. Some of you have the wrong view of people's church because you've been saved for 47 years and you never bring anybody with you. But if you ever bring somebody with you, you're like, Pastor, what you preaching about? What y'all doing this Sunday? You have a brand new set of lenses when somebody's with you who doesn't know the Lord. Go to first step with them. If they accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, we talk about baptism in first step. Encourage them to get baptized. Mother's Day weekend, we'll be baptizing people. And help, help them get signed up. Journey with them. Journey with them. Help them get signed up. Tell them what time you'll meet them. Be in the baptism class with them. Be at the pool by, by, by their, when they get baptized. Go on a journey. Uh, the, the week after Easter, because most people after Easter, after Easter lamb, they probably won't want to go out to eat with you. But the next week, go out to eat with them. After Easter, say, let's go out to eat after church. And then just talk. Because you know, you got something new to talk about. How'd you like the service? How'd your kids like it? Any questions? You're going on a journey with them. Friends, I want to encourage you. Go on a journey with someone. With at least one person. Until salvation comes to their home. Jesus went to his house ate with him. He went on a journey with him until salvation came to his house. People's church, Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. And I know you have friends and you have family members that you want to come, you want to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The most evangelistic season ever, Easter land, back to the movies, 15-year celebration as a church. And many people will come to know the Lord if we will allow God to use us. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, 
Let it shine, let it shine.